Let me see for sure which episode this even is for us. This must be three. 16. Okay. Which sounds right. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Okay. The, well, <laughs> I was thinking I could look at something, but I, no, I don't have. Okay. Yeah. I think we're on 16. <laughs> I got to get better at that. Batman in Quarantine, episode 16. <laughs> I just looked that up. Um, when we talk about Batman 674. Good morning, Roman. How are you? Good morning, Jeff. I'm I'm well. I'm still a little sleepy, but Me too. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a Sunday morning. This is our version of church. Yeah, exactly. Talk about comics. The Chapel of Morrison, if you will. <laughs> saint morrison saint grant yeah he, yeah he, i hope we don't come across too much like we're always just you know filleting grant morrison but no 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 he's a bastard he's 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 a hack yeah actually i've got nothing but criticisms about issue 674 <laughs> that's not true uh batman okay. 674 this is part three of the gosh what is this arc called? You know, the, the road to Batman RIP, the sort of closure to the ghosts of, of Batman arc that we're reading here. We're on issue three of four. Well, I guess this is the, the closer of that one. Then we have one more issue before Batman RIP. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there is a, a name for this arc. I guess the... the uh, Bat, I want to say Batman Dies at Dawn, but that's just the title of this issue. <laughs> And is that a reference to an older title? Uh, we touched on that yesterday, but isn't there like a Robin Dies at Dawn? Or can we find some closure yeah. about what that yeah. one is? Yeah, it's a reference to that specific story that that Batman refers to himself in here, where he was in the sensory deprivation and thought that Robin had died. And that story was called Robin Dies at Dawn. So that is an actual story that you've read. At some point, I don't, I don't remember it very well, but I know I've read it, some reprint and some collection. Because that has come up in this run so far, and it's also brought up again in this issue, but Batman is mentioning that time he went to the sensory deprivation tank, and he did hallucinate that Robin died at that time. Yeah, it, it, as, far as, as far as I know, I know there's a story called that, and I, and I forgot about the tank part of it until Morrison was doing this story. Okay, because I just kept... As I've been reading this, I'm like, that's a weird touchstone moment to keep coming back to. Like, the sensory deprivation tank is an important part, but that he hallucinated Robin. I keep being like, wait, is this, when, when is this happening? Although, you know, we'll get into what the possibilities of that is as we uh, discuss this issue here. But in this issue, we, the previous issue we spent with Batman kind of hallucinating in the four minutes of brain, not being brain dead, but after the physical body has died. And this one, we're with Bruce Batman as he is waking up and kind of coming in and out of consciousness, but mostly uh, conscious uh, in the underground bunker of Bat Satan. You know, Bat Satan, <laughs> the guy from Batman 666. And uh, we, you know, ultimately resolve that situation here. But like you had said, just what a cool story 
that we are in the middle of right here. Like, I love this moment about, like, we, the big stuff happens in this issue. We learn some about Dr. Hurt. Uh, we learn more about the police officers that are the bad bats that have been such a through line of this run. And then we get some more about Batmite in this issue. But gosh, I love where we're at. Yeah, I, oh God, the, the, just the, is it Tony Daniel, his visuals of Batmite? Oh, Oh. <laughs> yeah the spidery like creep demon or whatever that's behind him <laughs> so yeah we we meet dr hurt here and that's very interesting what we learn about him is that he is the doctor who performed the isolation tank chamber experiment for for batman do, do we learn that he was that one here we know that I he think... conducted the experiments that created these three bat cops which are was a contingency plan in case batman ever died the police force was experimenting with trying to create other batman so we know that was dr hurt do we yeah. do we learn that he's the deprivation tank doctor here as well yeah yeah we will learn that in batman's um in batman's uh narration his thoughtful narration um that he finally remembers that it was dr hurt okay I was I didn't want to create a memory or have one, you know, subconsciously post-hypnotically linked and triggered in my brain as Dr. Hurt is wont to do. Um, but yeah, uh, so, so that Batmite bit. Um, so Justin said that there is some explanation at some point as to what that little creepy crawly thing behind Batmite is, but I wasn't able to find anything about that in this issue or in reading about it online, but I have sort of my own theory about it. Do you have any theory or a sense of what that thing is? That's what I've been wondering about because I don't remember if, you know, in, the, in a future issue we find out. I mean, my only theory so far is that it's, it's, it's some kind of, I don't know, I always forget id super ego and ego which one is it's like maybe some kind of representation of batman's id id would probably or, be the one or, that would be most like yeah yeah or like like a personal demon behind the id maybe batmite's the id <laughs> and there's a darker sub id <laughs> so my take on it is that batmite so what we learn is that batmite is a creation of batman's subconscious Roman, I don't know if you know this, but I looked this up. Uh, Batmite, first appearance, 1959, Detective Comics 263. That little imp's been around since 1959, Roman. Wow, that's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he was from another dimension who worshipped Batman. He paired up with uh, Mr. Mixes Pitlick. I'm sure you have a pronunciation for that. What's your Mrs. Mr. Mixes Pitlick pronunciation? Mixy Pitlick, but I still and I have no idea if that's even correct. I think Mark Wade once I heard him say it, and he had it all like figured out, like how to say it. <laughs> I appreciate Mark Wade's uh, grasp of <laughs> science as he tackles all of these comic book things. Yeah, um, but my interpretation of that is that since since Batmite is sort of a physical or at least a, a mental representation of Batman's subconscious or a thing that's been created in his subconscious. He suggests that, you know, like, oh, did, or did, you know, how did that memory get here? Did Dr. Plant Hurt plant that one? I'm, I'm picturing that as sort of a representation of Dr. Hurt himself metaphorically in that he sort of has his grasp on oh. Batman's subconscious because he can't like batman can't fully trust he can't fully trust these memories he also can't fully trust if something has been you know planted in his subconscious yeah so that that is sort of 
what I think it is, and I found some comments on the old 2008 blogosphere that uh, supported that as well. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I like I like that much more than mine. And it also explains how come as Batman's remembering hurt that the uh, creature behind Batmite is becoming more visible. Yeah. And, and, and its eyes are, I guess its eyes have always been glowing green, but yeah, that would, that would totally explains why it's becoming more prominent. But that's a good observation on your part because yeah, as he is starting to link these pieces up, yeah, that thing becomes more clear because in this issue, we even get a shot from behind Batmite and we can see what it looks like on you know his shoulder and it's like this six-legged thing with eyes and you can see the shape of his head so yeah even visually all those legs like wrapping around batman's subconscious batmite yeah you know. clutching it like the hand of the black glove yes oh yes nice um, okay cool so we're making ground in that one uh and and that mystery front i really liked grant's take on the police, like Dr. Hurt has tried to create these versions of Batman, but what it is that makes Batman such an unstoppable force and an enduring character is the tragedy that happened to form him. Yeah. So as he's creating these three different alternate Batmans, by the time we get devil cop Batman, like they killed his brother, like they had Satanists kill this dude, this cop's brother, pour hot glue in his eyes, torture his sister so that he would like have this sense of uh tragedy that batman also had and god that's that's pretty brutal but i i love you know how sadistic and evil dr hurt is portrayed there yeah yeah I mean, it's just oh it's god awful i mean that's like something ra's al ghul or something would do maybe oh i think ra's al ghul would be much chiller than that he would just sort of <laughs> slap somebody on the wrist and tell him to hang out and back off <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we so batman is starting to kind of remember these things and make these connections as as he's talking and tied up to satan batman he is he is uh tied up in the bottom of this this bunker warehouse base that um i think is just below the 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 cop facility is what gordon says because he also yeah yeah i think we find out in this issue that uh yeah it's in like the sub sub basement of of the, the, the the, pre, the Gotham precinct. There must be more than one precinct in Gotham, Gotham but there's, the main the main precinct. <laughs> there's there's got to be a handful. I would yeah. think that Bruce would make some extras. Uh, but I like that they're stationed below that. And I really like... This is one of the, the more clear moments where Grant writes Batman as an incredible detective problem-solving force. And we get this narration through Batman's head as he's being talked to and he's tied up by bat devil and he's like even the first line of dialogue in this issue is him trying to you know distinguish the accent of the person who he is he breathes like an accent or an athlete he's a scholarship boy cop three in a batman suit and he's distracting him long enough to ultimately get out of this situation by dislocating his shoulder and like it's just this like james bond-esque level of control for batman but um, in R.I.P., there's one of my absolute favorite Batman moments, and it really irons the, the point home that if you can think enough, if you can plan enough ahead, and if you can solve enough problems and foresee enough variables, you will always be prepared. And in this one, like, Batman just knows exactly what he's got to do. He's got to buy enough time to dislocate his shoulder, to get the drop on this guy, and get out. And you're like, dang, I really like your grasp on Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's... And I forget... I mean, he does that, but how does he? And he like leaves a, I don't know where the fake Batman arm came from. <laughs> that, bat, that Batman leaves there 
It's definitely drawn a little interesting, but I feel like he's pulled it up in his sleeve, so it's just the sleeve that's sitting there. Like, the gauntlet is probably, like, a physical thing, so it sort of supports the the costume. But, yeah, it looks like he cuts through it, and then there's just a big old empty, fake empty bat arm there, but it does look like there's nothing in the sleeve, so. Yeah, it's weird. It looks like some kind of, like, weird pimento loaf batman arm or something dude uh on the next page after that pimento loaf shot the shot of batman knocking the acid over and the cup of knives is just the most like like it just sort of open palm backhanding this this roar of uh evil shit oh yeah that one yeah there's this uh just a kind of hilariously drawn the tony daniels art in this is so great and is really coming along and i love it and he starts to pick up a lot of the the tendencies that he definitely exhibits later on as an artist, but it's also cool, like we've said, to see these sort of early stages of Tony Daniels' art. Yeah, yeah, it is cool. And, you know, it's, it's interesting that uh, something you said when we are talking about the this bunker being down under under uh, the police precinct, that clicked in my head. I was like, oh, you could do this. Somebody could do a whole, like, thesis paper on the role of the underground kind of in the Batman mythos with the Batcave mm. and the classic mythology of going underground going to hell the underworld the underworld to face your demons to become who you need to be on the heroic journey i mean i mean this like, is totally yeah know, this and and you know luke and luke on dagobah going down in the tree and facing his father i mean <laughs> yeah um, yeah <laughs> um man you got to get to grad school and write that thesis paper because there's something there <laughs> yeah yeah there's something there I, I really, you know, the like the part of me that loves a like deeply fucked up story was very into, you know, what has happened to these Batman and like the fact that this Muller, the the guy who Bronca rather, the, the guy who's Bronca. become they just they fed him, you know, venom and Hugo Strange's monster serum until he became this disgusting hulking mass and he murdered his own wife and kids, and so the cops in their sort of self-protective way as an organization have just chained him up to a building and have been force feeding him pizza. What, what is the line? Oh, pizza and women and, or pizza girls and yeah. TV something else. and drugs. TV and drugs. Yeah. Yeah. And just so they've been pacifying this giant hulking monster. Yeah. Oh and, my God. And sorry, that just made oh, yeah. another connection in my head. Cause I was like, Oh my God, he's like, he's like the minotaur in the center of the maze, which is also a, labyrinth metaphor for the underworld yeah underneath the (laughs) castle wow christ Um, yeah the castle also just like so as this goes uh forward a bit commissioner gordon finds that he is coming uh to to social blows with several of the cops who know about this because what we learn in this issue is that commissioner gordon had been demoted at one point back in the day Mm-hmm. Uh, and during that time, that was when these experiments of isolation happened for Batman, but also the Dr. Hurt experiments for creating these alternate Batman. So it makes sense that Gordon didn't know about them, but the cops who do know about it are all doing that horrible cop thing where they're sort of protecting their own interests and they're not yeah. even explaining or uh, telling Commissioner Gordon about what happened just eerily <laughs> eerily close to what is happening this month in the world like yep. just you know yep. shitty cops who have their own interests and you know nobody else is at heart yeah yeah there's your thin blue line <laughs> yeah i am uh, i'm curious if did, did your uh, your reference book there the zero r book yeah did you happen to look up i mean when when was i'm just curious when was gordon demoted like, around what period was that i wonder <laughs> that 
is a great point. It doesn't say in here or anywhere else I looked, but I didn't specifically look for that. And, and it's not it's not important. I'm just curious. <laughs> I don't have an answer for you there. Uh, That's okay. It's not it's not it's not important to the story at all. <laughs> although, when James Gordon is demoted by Mayor Armand Kroll in Batman Five Nineteen of June nineteen ninety five, Sarah is given the job in his stead. Gordon later resigns from the Gotham City Police Department in the same issue. Oh, Sarah Essen. Um, yeah. So it looks like 95. He had a, he had a time where he stopped being it. Huh? Wow. Cool. Okay. The internet like- came through. Yay. Yay. Internet. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, what are some other big beats and things we learn in this issue? Well, we see those bad boy cops, they murder the fuck out of, you know, bat Bane as he comes in. There is, you know, we, we said Batman escapes and starts fighting bat devil. And as that happens, bat, bane comes in and starts fighting bruce as well but the bad boy cops show up and shoot him through the head and like his eyeball comes out of his like that is a very violent panel yeah yeah he gets a bunch of shots in the back of the head and no more no more bat bronca no more bat bronca and his teeth come out as well like dang i haven't seen god yeah that's what daniels do something that brutal before Geez, I hadn't realized. I hadn't really looked at that. I hadn't realized that's what those are, his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> the issue finishes with our Batman chasing down Bat Devil, who uh, now our Batman has gotten the drop on is the advantage, and Bat Devil's face is kind of fucked up, and his lens is cracked, and he does manage to get away, but only as Batman, you know, sits on his knees and clutches a glove that the other guy left. Yeah. And it's yeah, a black so, glove. Yeah, yeah, it's a black glove. Yeah, because that Bratman is all black and gray. I love the fact that Batman's still got a crossbow bolt in his, in his forearm, too. Yeah, <laughs> the torture scene is fantastic in all of that. Uh, I really dug that. Yeah, and something I love about this, the last page of this, and we'd forgotten about, at least I had, Bruce is like, <sighs> like so beat up. But he still somehow manages, and I guess Alfred must have stashed it for him. He goes to this dumpster and puts on his his flight suit from the the date with Jet, where they're in the hot air balloon, and he and he has the his parachute, and he climbs into the dumpster and pulls some garbage on himself and the par and the parachute, draping it outside so that he can be found here, and it'll corroborate his story that oh yeah, he was blown off course, and that's how he separated from Jet. Make sure the press are here. I need a media circus to play. It's pull. like, oh my God, after all this torture, Bruce is still like, oh yeah, I got to stick to that plan. I got to remember that one. And that's where I think a lot of writers would get lost in the weeds and just go forward with the story and the situation he's been put in. But this is just a great instance of like, oh, right. Somehow we still have to write that Bruce Wayne is able to convince the world that he's not Batman. And yeah. as unbelievable and hard to swallow as that is, you know, we get this awesome sequence of him doing it. And it, I love it. It even just speaks to that ultimate preparedness Uberman that Batman is, you know, that the narration starts with, you know, he's, he's got all the uh, eventualities planned. Yeah. Yeah. And that was what, two issues ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two issues ago, but, a, yeah. you know, a, a, certainly a full night. He's died and come back <laughs> in that time. So I really dig the narration overall in this issue is very good like we i like a nice batman monologue his thoughts and it really does go through the whole thing and walks us through uh perceiving batmite and because it's own like batman's own uh internal monologue and batmite is his subconscious they're, they're able to converse and communicate outside of the you know the strict narrative of the story but 
and the second the latter half of this issue we really get that narration focused on well i can't stop thinking about like what if there is some ultimate evil who's just been slowly playing this game and i haven't even known who it is and the chess pieces are being moved around and i just really liked you know, the writing of Batman concocting this theory of what ultimately the run is about, which is Dr. Hurt and the black glove and the ultimate evil and the devil, you know, it's, it's, it's a good, it would be harder to swallow if we just met a bad guy and had to believe that it was this big bad guy, but you know, to watch over 15 issues at this point, you know, Batman slowly come across or come to realizations or grips with this truth is, uh, is awesome, but it's also, kind of crazy sounding and i think that that's an important part of all of this is that kind of sounds like batman's losing his mind as he's creating these ideas yeah yeah because definitely um because you def- you don't know if dr hurt is this ultimate bad guy but it's implied that there's somebody some king of crime beyond that but even batman at the end is like if this king of crime is real so yeah you don't know is batman just other than hurt himself is batman just like creating a narrative the narrative to fit what's going on in his mentally <laughs> kind of crazy head that we know he can't fully trust yeah yeah and i and i love that too that he's throughout this torture scene and stuff he's deducing he's trying to deduce all this because all our writers they don't really show batman's deductive skills and and i like the fact that morrison on top of everything else he's still keeping in mind that oh batman's a detective yeah this, this is how he's trying he's thinking even when he's mentally and physically abused and drug drug abused and everything i just wanted to oh i just wanted to mention artistically my favorite panel i think yeah is um there's no page numbers here but it's two it's like the third page before the end of the issue or from the end of the issue the top of the page when batman is chasing um yeah the other batman through the alley in that top panel just with their capes all like Neil Adams drawn billowing in the, in the, as they run and their shadows, the shadow of one of them on the wall. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Cast this enormous bat shadow on the wall. I love when they throw that sort of flourish in, you know, the idea that Batman really looks like a bat, even though he clearly couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Okay. Oh, I was going to say, you know, a big, a big point that we haven't expressly stated is, is the quote that uh, the antichrist Batman says where, um, he refers to the post quote, the post hypnotic keywords that he planted in all of us and talking about Dr. Hurt. So this statement that like us, you too have a post hypnotic suggestion keyword in your brain. That's going to trigger something, you know, to that end. It's also been a long time since we saw Zurin R written on buildings. Like we really haven't seen that in the last like 10 issues. No, which is, you know, interesting. Yeah. And, and it appears here in this issue, doesn't it? Batmite brings it up, doesn't he? Or who, um, he in the last issue, like Batman writes it as his heart oh, is feeling. That, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. But we haven't been seeing it as like graffiti and stuff. And then the the other quote that Bad Devil says is, "Doctor Hurt was the devil. Sometimes he visits the this world to destroy the good and make slaves of men like me." It ushers in this question that I love that stays a question, which is: Is he talking about the literal devil, or is he talking about you know conceptually like that guy is the devil who shows up and and does things? And that is so much of a part of this run. Yeah, yeah, that made me that made me think because I couldn't remember from fifty two. Was Doctor Hurt also was he involved with the um, the religion of crime or whatever from fifty two that? Oh, good that, question. That continued in the Batwoman series. I don't, 
I don't remember seeing him there because I think he's. Yeah. I think that the doctor did show up in the isolation tank chamber ex- experiments, but I don't know that he had a name or anything like that. Um, but I don't know that. Yeah, then doctor because that would have been before this, the fifties U stuff. But yeah, that religion yeah. of crime and the crime Bible and everything is he. He would fit in pretty well with that. Yeah, yeah, but I don't remember him having any connection with it necessarily. Man, Gotham's a messed up place. <laughs> it's a messed up place. I really like also that Tony Daniels, I think, draws on the Batman the Animated Series um, visualization of Gotham quite a bit and these big mm. Art Deco streets and like the gray. Uh, you know, everybody has their own slightly different take on Gotham, but I really like the Tony Daniels one. It's, it's reminiscent of that animated series to me. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot too. Um, are we forgetting anything else here? I mean, I really liked, again, the sort of the comedic beat that this whole thing ends on, which is the Batman in the dumpster. Yeah, I like that, too. It was a, that, was a, that, was a, that was kind of a nice little, little um, I don't know, stress relief. Yeah. Relaxed beat amongst all this torture and <laughs> intensity and the, and the what the hell, what's going on here <laughs> um, moments. I uh, can't wait for tomorrow's issue, which is the one that's going to bridge the gap and take us to Batman R.I.P. Me too. You know, there's also, I just noticed that the, on the last panel in the dumpster, the pizza box right above Bruce's head, it says Tony's Tony's pizza. pizza. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Tony. Um, Just a fucking phenomenal issue. Like this little three issue chunk of, uh, of this story is phenomenal. And I think it really does a lot to fill in stuff. Like I said, I think that originally I somehow missed these three issues or something. And I think in like the black glove paperback, which I, which you're reading now, I think I maybe only read the black glove issues and then jumped to RIP or something. But this, you know, is before I really knew how internally consistent a big run can be and often is. So uh, yeah, just an important part of this story and answering the questions and, uh, you know, making the RIP storyline that's going to happen here shortly even more believable and, you know, contextual. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is impressive how, because sometimes, you know, we love Morrison, but sometimes he can get a little incoherent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and his run on Batman is very coherent, even if you don't realize it at first. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that, you know, the shortcomings of this run seem to me in my mind to be um, artists not quite accurately conveying something or making a jump. And it could absolutely be Morrison's script because we don't have access to all of the scripts. Although I would love to get access to as many scripts from this as I could, but it, uh, it, you know, there are times where it feels like uh, we're just missed a panel or missed something wasn't conveyed. and, And I, that happens, but I don't feel like it's the writing as much as it feels like the the art to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Especially as we saw in Resurrection of Ra's al Ghul. Oh um, God, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think I think that's everything that I've got to cover here. I'm so glad you, precious angel of a man, joined me on this morning. I am. I am too. Thank you. I I am glad to be here. And I, you know, it's funny. I was listening to the first episode of Batman in Quarantine that even Justin did. And or maybe it was the second episode, but you guys were talking about, you know, big, big life changing things in your life, your lives when you started reading this. Mm-hmm. And that got me thinking, wait, what year was this? And I realized, wow, me too, because that this was starting just as I was finding out that I had cancer the first time. The first time. First time. Yeah. So so this whole thing was going on while that was going on. So, yeah, all three of us 
these massive things. I wonder what's going on for Django. I do think that like tragedy, you know, even to tie it back to this Batman bit here, you know, it, it defines who we are, but it also all, all three of us had things happen while this run was coming out that drastically affected our lives. And I, I think maybe one of the reasons we love it so much is that we had this to hold on to and distract ourselves and find meaning from as we were moving through these, you know, tumultuous waters. I think that that's yeah. one of the great things that art does. Um, and it makes total sense that the three of us spiritual similar buddies would all have been, you know, pooping at the same time but uh <laughs> but anyway i i love to hear that man thank you for even listening to the episodes that you're not on tomorrow we're gonna have justin here for issue Ooh. 675 the final one before batman r.i.p he's out of town today so he missed it but um yeah i'm jeff roman thank you so much for being on this this year podcast thank you all for listening it would be a huge huge help if you could uh scroll through your podcast feed your app you know scroll to the bottom and leave a star rating for this and if you feel it within yourself to write a written review that would be a huge huge help to us because we would love to have other folks hear this thing that we're doing because it's a turns out it's a lot more work than i thought and you know hopefully it'll be more than the regular seven people that are listening to our other podcasts so <laughs> a lot of fun work very it much is work it but is yeah. a blast well, the Facebook responses are good, so. Cool. We got, well, we've got more than seven. Nice. If there's one thing that I look to, it's the Facebook <laughs> responses. Um, all right, Roman, thanks again, buddy. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning, all right? All right. See you then. Okay. Bye. Bye.